Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Brenna Ardron, and this is going to be the first For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. So just to introduce myself to anyone who doesn't know me already, um, my name is Brenna, and I am the main gal behind Spiritum Meditation, which is a breathwork meditation um business that I started in 2020. Um, And I just kind of wanted to start this podcast also to talk a little bit more about spirituality and kind of what inspires me. Um, Really, I wanted this podcast to be focused on people that are on their own journeys um, towards growth and self-improvement. Um, to kind of have a place of inspiration for ideas on um, their own healing journey. Um, So I'm hoping that this will kind of turn into a space where there are interviews um, from other people who are in different stages of their own paths towards healing, um, other spiritual teachers or healers, um, just kind of to serve as a place um, to get people unstuck or um, more inspired on this path towards growth. Um, But I wanted to start off with an episode talking a little bit about my own path towards spirituality, how I even got into all of this stuff. And um, a little bit about where I see Spiritum Meditation going um, in the coming years. It started as a breathwork meditation business, but I'm going to be expanding my offerings to a few new things that I've been exploring, which I'm really excited to talk about. Um, So to start talking about my path towards spirituality, I have to talk about the year 2017. So just to give you all a little bit of background, I graduated from college in 2016. And then um, within a year from graduating from college, I basically had some form of rock bottom in every aspect of my life. I um, got into $20,000 worth of credit card debt. I was moving from toxic job to toxic job. Um, I was living in a studio apartment in K-Town that I couldn't afford anymore. Um, And I got into a really horrible relationship. So basically, my life was like, a mess. And I was trying to hide the fact that it was a mess from everyone. I was so embarrassed of it. My self-esteem was completely down the drain. And as a result of this toxic relationship that I got into, I went to a tarot reader for the first time in at the beginning of 2018, just kind of searching for answers as to like, 
why the fuck is all of this stuff happening to me? I don't understand why I'm having like everything in my life is wrong. Everything's a mess. Um, and I don't remember a ton from that tarot reading because I was so focused on like asking about this relationship I was in um, that I was hoping to salvage. Um, but I do remember that after the reading, the tarot reader was like, I think that you would be a really good candidate for this manifestation course that I do. Um, and I really could not afford it. I basically maxed out the rest of my credit card on this manifestation course that she was offering. And the reason for that was because she was like, you follow all of these steps that I lay out and you will be able to create the life that you desire. Most of you that um, probably have been exposed in some way to manifestation rhetoric, you're probably familiar with that. And so with my life being in the toilet at that moment, I was like, of course, I want to be able to create the life that I desire. Um, this particular tarot reader kind of ended up being a bit of a charlatan. Um, and But at the same time, I'm super appreciative for where she led me because in many ways being exposed to manifestation um, at that time and just that topic really was a catalyst to me getting more into spirituality and learning more about um, some aspects of this world that really do resonate with me and I think really do work. So even though I didn't think that she was, I didn't end up working with her after that first, um, manif that first manifestation course. And there were a lot of the techniques that she taught me that I don't use. I'm super grateful to that experience, um, for kind of where it led me. Um, and so after that manifestation course that I went through with her, I completely went on a deep dive into all things manifestation, trying to figure out how this idea that I in I believed could work could potentially work for me. So I read The Secret. I was watching videos on YouTube about manifestation, all of that different stuff. I was reading it and trying to put it into action. But now I understand it as my self-worth was at a place that was so low that it was hard for me to even believe that any of these things, that my life could possibly be any better. Truly believe it because I was like, there's, I was, I was such a mess at that point. So basically all of that led me to the Almost 30 podcast and to Lacey Phillips, um, who is of To Be Magnetic. It's this manifestation um, company that's based on neuroscience. Um, and that completely changed my perspective on everything that was happening to me. Um, basically, the fact that I was rock bottomed in all of these aspects of my life, 
I realized was because I was living so out of alignment with what I actually was supposed to be doing. Um, I got into $20,000 worth of credit card debt because I was trying to um, keep up with the Joneses, um, kind of um, fill the void of my insecurities of like the other people that I was around that had more money than me. Um, I was trying to um, just like pretend that I had a different life than I actually had, which is what got me into this apartment that I couldn't afford. And um, getting into the relationship was like the cherry on top of like the universe basically saying to me, if you don't fix some of these patterns that you've gotten yourself into, you're going to be in a really bad way. And um, so I started doing Lacey Phillips' work um, more and more. I weirdly, one of the other things that I did that really um, started to improve my self-worth was listening to a ton of spoken word um, poetry on YouTube. Um, that helped me a ton. And then through the home, almost 30 podcast as well, which if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, it's amazing. There's so much um, information about spirituality and so many thought leaders that they've brought on that podcast. Um, but I started to really delve into all of these other aspects of spirituality. So I'd already gotten into astrology um, when I was in college. And like got all of my friends hooked on it and found out what all of their sun, moon, and rising signs were and everything like that. But um, I learned about human design and I learned about um, these things called flower remedies, which I'll talk about a little bit later, and Reiki and breathwork meditation and really started to find this deep interest in all of these aspects of um, of growth that I hadn't been exposed to. Um, and prior to learning about all of this stuff, I, um, or I should say really while I was learning about all of this stuff, I was working at a restaurant in LA because I had thought that I wanted to be a restaurant manager. And I realized as I was at this job that that's not what I wanted to do anymore. And that was really scary as well, because I was like, okay, I know that I don't want to do this, but what the fuck do I actually want to do? Um, and I was terrified. I felt like such a failure to tell anyone that like I didn't want to do this thing that in my family was kind of going off on a limb anyways, um, going to college and then working in a job that doesn't require a college degree was not necessarily it wasn't an easy decision to make to begin with so then to be waffling on that felt really scary um 
but I kept on. So I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do or where I wanted my life to be. But I was on this path of just learning more about myself through all of these um, aspects of spirituality. And um, around my 20 or actually for my 25th birthday, the present that I got myself was a Reiki healing session um, that I didn't realize was also going to be a breathwork meditation session with this healer um, named Milana Snow in L.A., um, amazing healer. I would definitely recommend her. Um, but basically for those of you that don't know what Reiki is, it's a form of energy healing, um, or body work. Um, I'll link some resources below, um, and some other podcasts that kind of are with Reiki healers, because I'm sure they'll explain it much better than I can. Um, but basically, um, the Reiki healer will use this universe, tap into this universal energy to heal um, different parts of the body. Typically, they'll focus on the chakras, and it's supposed to be super clearing and um, help to unblock you. And I went to her, this was at the beginning of 20. 19. And I still was feeling, even though it had been two years from like this rock bottom year of 2017, I still felt like I was very much in the aftermath of like rebuilding myself from that place. Um, And I think at this time, I was still very much in a place of like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And any of you that have turned 25 probably know this feeling, but for me at 25, shit got real. Like I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like, where am I? What is my plan? Like I was really freaking out. And so I went to this Reiki and breathwork session and I started doing, she had taught me this breathwork technique, um, which is um, taught mostly by David Elliott and is kind of um, expanded through many of the people that he's taught. It's based um, upon pranayama breathwork. Um, But I went to Milana and she taught me this technique and she was like, it's going to feel stupid at first. It's going to feel like this is crazy. This isn't going to work, but you're going to be breathing like this for like 30 minutes. And um, it may stir up emotions for you, but you'll be okay. I'll help you through it. And when I say I think I cried for the past like 10 years of my life, it was like um, turning the valve on like a hose. I was like releasing everything that had happened in the past like several years um, in this one session. I thought that I was going to, I was like a little bit scared because I was like, I'm just never going to stop crying. This is like so intense. And um 
the session ended and I felt a lot better, but also very opened up and kind of raw. And she was like, this is the breath work that I taught you. You can practice every day. I definitely would recommend it, but I can understand. Some people are scared to do it because it brings up so much emotions for people. And, um, you know, that can be something that's hard to hold space for. And I, in my head was like, I want to do this more often because it was so felt so healing for me, but also I'm scared to like be in my apartment with my roommate sobbing in my room. <laughs> like that's not a normal thing to do. So I basically didn't do any form of breath work for um, probably about three or four months. Um, and in the interim of that time, I, um, had my first psychedelic experience, which was, I've talked about in a podcast with one of my cousins before. I'll probably link that below. It was interesting, but also was a very healing experience, um, in some ways, um, healing and crazy. But after that experience, I was reminded of breathwork meditation again, because some people describe breathwork as being a very like, can being akin to psychedelics. Um, I definitely have had experiences similar to that. The benefit is that breathwork lasts for, or at least for me, the benefit is that breathwork lasts for like, the high lasts for maybe 30 minutes after your session, whereas with psychedelics, you're high for like 12 hours. Um, and so I, after that psychedelic experience was like, you know what, I do have access to this type of euphoria or this type of healing in a more natural way. And I really should take advantage of it. And I learned about from um, one of someone else that was in a spiritual, I think it was um, Lacey's To Be Magnetic Facebook group. Um, I met this girl from that group and she had told me that there were breathwork meditation classes in Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, like I don't care about crying in front of like a group of strangers in a room if the room's dark and everyone's eyes are closed and they're meditating. Um, I'll do a class. I'd much rather do that than be like crying in my room with my roommates because of breath work. Um, and so I started taking breath work classes and then um, I found this studio called Unplug Meditation in Los Angeles and was hooked, like was going to breathwork classes like five days a week um, and just really like cleansing through that and really had like this deep connection to um, just like felt very called to learning about it and eventually teaching it and sharing it with other people um, immediately. But I was still in my restaurant job. I was still scared. I still was like, 
having judgments about how that's not a real job that people actually have being like a breathwork um, facilitator um, or that like couldn't provide a full income for what I wanted to do. Um, and so I kind of put it on the back burner of, uh, as like, I'll eventually probably get certified in this, but it's not something that um, I'm going to do at this moment. And um, during this time, though, where I was going to all of these breathwork classes, I started to have some pretty crazy experiences during meditation. So I guess I should explain a little bit for people that haven't done this specific form of breath work. You're breathing very deeply in through your mouth for about 25 minutes. And then the last like 10 to 15 minutes of the session, you're in kind of something that's similar to Shavasana and yoga, where you're just like laying down and relaxing and kind of letting things settle. And, um, during the actual active breath part of the meditation, oftentimes you're stirring up a lot of energy within your body. So people will have like tingling sensations in their hands or their lips, their hands will like cramp up. Um, I've had like random muscle spasms during, um, breath work like it's a very active form of meditation and that's why people have experiences where they'll have these big emotional releases or they'll feel um suddenly very angry or very happy um it really runs the gamut and then in the second part of the meditation where you're just like in this more relaxed state Um, that is like the juicy part in my opinion, because your mind is like totally able to relax and drop in. Um, that's what makes breath work so great in my opinion for people that haven't really meditated before or, um, haven't had success with meditation in the past because you get to this like you have to focus on the active breath pattern during the active breath portion. And then during the passive breath portion where you're just breathing normally, you basically get the meditation for free um, because your body is just like coming back to a place of homeostasis. So in these classes, as I became more and more, I mean, I don't know that I would even say better at breath work. I think that people can have these experiences from their first breath work session. But I started to have these like very intense visions during meditation. And at the beginning, it was more um, visions of like my highest self being in like a field or like being with like like a family or um, things of that nature, things that I felt at least somewhat more attached to. And then 
later into my meditation sessions, I started to have more experiences that were like, and this is brings up some like shadow for me talking about this because it sounds fucking crazy. But basically I was having like these visions, like I was watching a movie about like someone else, um, like visions of like a Native American or indigenous woman, like being in a healing ceremony or intense visions of like a woman living in slavery and like having like, I don't know, different acts of brutality, like aggressed against her. And I was had this feeling that it wasn't just a like passing feeling like this wasn't like oh I'm remembering a movie I saw like it I had no past attachment from my memory to these visions I was just experiencing them as if they were memories of my own or something like that and so I was like this is kind of crazy like I don't know if I am having like an ancestral remembering or if I this is like some sort of past life vision that I'm experiencing in this moment so I wasn't sure if these were like ancestral rememberings that I was having um that were like in my body or in my consciousness or if these were like past life rememberings I was just like, this is weird and this is interesting, but I don't know what this is exactly. Um, So this all happened within 2019. And then 2020 happened, um, which I'm sure we all (laughs) remember how 2020 was. And I was still working at a restaurant all the way until 2020. Um, And so I got laid off from my restaurant job, which honestly felt like a blessing because I'd wanted to leave for a long time. Um, And so I was laid off from that job and was pretty sure that I didn't want to return. And so I was like, this is probably the best opportunity I have to do some sort of breath work, meditation, training. Um, And so there was a virtual training that was offered by um, this guy named David Elliott, who um, is a a major thought leader in the breath work space. And um, so I took his course virtually and in many ways, it just was a way to empower me that this was something that I actually could do and begin to share and facilitate. Um, and I started I started Spiritum several months later. It took a lot of um, 
pushing and kind of getting over um, my own perfectionist tendencies. But um, I eventually started it and started offering sessions, but something was just not feeling completely aligned about just doing breathwork sessions. Um, And I was talking to one of the other people that I had trained with in my cohort um, for breathwork. And I don't even know how it came up, but she recommended this book to me called Destiny of Souls, um, which is about, I think I was probably talking to her about the fact that I had had these like visions and meditation and I think they were continuing to happen. I was like, I don't really know what they are, but I feel like they're this. And she was like, um, you should read this book called Destiny of Souls. It talks about past lives and um, I immediately got it. I think I got the audiobook and listened to it in like a day and a half and was like, this is fascinating. I resonate with all of this. I need to learn more about this subject. Um, and I was interested in kind of being able to access more like, I don't know, this past life space, but a lot of the trainings that I was able to find that were kind of in that space are like hypnotherapy trainings and um, things of that nature, which was not exactly what I wanted, the direction that I wanted to go. Um, And so then I learned about the, this same friend, we were talking about it again, and I told her how I devoured the book that she had recommended. And she was like, oh, my sister just took a course on this thing called the Akashic Records. And it might be interesting to you. Um, And I had heard about the Akashic Records, but I had not really, um, I hadn't done a ton of diving into it because it sounded kind of esoteric and weird. Um, And then I started to learn more about it and kind of um, listen to more podcasts on it. Basically what the Akashic Records is, um, which I'm sure people that think all of this stuff is crazy, um, I will be surprised if you're still listening or watching, (laughs) Um, but basically the Akashic Records is described as like a record of everything that your soul has experienced in this life, in past lives, and in future lives. Um, Kind of like the recording of sound waves. Another way that people describe it is like Google for the soul. Um, So people will um, ask questions of their own Akashic records um, to get more information about areas that they may feel blocked or feel um, feel like they're 
hitting plateaus or to get more information about why they are repeating the same patterns or why they may feel like they know a particular individual from more than just this life. Um, and so as I started to learn more about it, I was like, you know, what? I'll take a, a course to see if this is even something that like I could do. I decided to um, open up the opportunity in one of the spiritual groups that I'm um, I'm a member of, um, an Akashic record, Records group on Facebook, um, and say that I was available to um, offer a session for people that wanted to have an experience of having their records open, but I was just practicing and I was new to the whole thing. And um, it was a really crazy experience for me. Um, I was able to um, open many people's records. And it was a great learning experience because everyone that I um, opened the records for, I had never met before. Um, and so I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know, um, I didn't know them at all. And so there was no way for me to, um, make up information about them. Um, and so the way that the Akashic records kind of work when you're opening them is, you say um, an opening, they call it an opening prayer, basically. All of this stuff sounds crazy to me, by the way. Um, so I don't know, like, it's crazy because I feel crazy saying it because if anyone a year ago, I had, like heard them say, I channel a message about someone that is crazy accurate by saying an opening prayer and you know, ch just channeling, um, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Um, but that is how it works. Um, and so you say an opening prayer, um, and you kind of tap into this energy, um, that basically is the Akashic records and you, um, at least the way that I feel is that I am channeling this message from the keepers of these records. Um, and like I'm saying, I wouldn't have believed that it was something that would work or was possible. Um, but I went to a session with a girl, um, prior to, um, actually opening them for myself, self for other people. And I literally felt like I tapped into like a different energy space when she was in my records. Some of the questions that I asked her about, um, patterns that I had been experiencing, she gave some very accurate answers to. Um, and, I um, 
when I decided to open the records for other people and I'm don't want to share too many specifics um, just for, you know, their privacy. Um, But I was able to, some of the feedback that I got from people was um, that they had had their own experiences in meditation that lined up with things that I was telling them. So I would tell them about a past life that I was kind of being shown, a past life experience that they had had that was kind of the patterns were playing out in this life. And they were like, oh, I've had that same, I've had portions of that exact same vision in meditation, but I haven't been able to string it all together or understand what it meant or why it was something that was important in my life. Um, I had a girl who she um, – I was talking about a particular life that she – I was seeing that she had experienced, and she on her end was hearing the names that were associated with the people that, like, I was talking about in that life. Um So just some crazy stuff that I was like, okay, like, or people just saying like me talking about specific aspects of like what someone's human design was like or the way that they kind of experienced the world that like aligned with their human design chart or their astrology chart, all with people that I'd never met before, Um, which kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, I I don't really, I don't understand how this works. Um, and it, so it's hard for me to believe that it's something that actually is real. Um, but I guess I should talk a little bit about like why knowing about past lives is even something that is important or people should be interested in. Um, And I'm sure I'll do an episode um, about, you know, what, why I believe that we experience past lives and come back to live multiple lives or whatever. Um, But Um, The way that I kind of describe it, um, I guess in in each life, we come back in each lifetime to learn specific things that our soul has set out to learn. Um, Some people um, believe that the reason why um, we actually come back to experience multiple lives is because um, I know that if anyone has read the Bible, um, in the Bible describes these, especially in the Old Testament, these super long lifetimes where people were living 900 thousands of years. Um, And the reason why 
some past life um, thought leaders believe that um, the creator or source or whatever moved away from that way of um, souls living lives is because you would run through your physical body. The physical body would become, um, would take on ailments that the emotional body was experiencing much quicker than you could actually learn the lessons that you were called to learn. And so they um, decided instead to break up these lessons into several lives and several physical bodies, which also allows you to experience life um, in many different shells and get many different experiences instead of just one more linear experience all in one, basically all through one lens. Um, And so the reason why I've found that it's important to have at least some knowledge about your past lives or things that you're experiencing is because your soul may understand um, its experience all through one, as if it's all one, because your soul never, never leaves or like your soul never leaves the way that your physical body does. And so it experiences all lifetimes as one singular lifetime. But obviously our brain and our physical body only remember this lifetime, this one lifetime that we've experienced. And so you may have something that you experienced three lifetimes ago or 10 lifetimes ago that you still are afraid of are still or are, um, still is holding you back, but you don't have any memory of that thing. Um, That's why some people are like terrified of water from birth or um, terrified of like snakes or rats or um, get into repeated like um, toxic relationships or have trust issues that are somewhat unexplained. Um, Some of these things can have underpinnings in past lives where maybe you drowned in multiple lifetimes or you lived in like a prison where there were rats that were crawling on you every night, like things that would obviously explain where these fears come from, but you may not have any association with in this particular lifetime. Um, and so that's kind of why I got interested in past lives to begin with, but why I feel like, um, getting more exposed with the Akashic records and being able to share that with other people has been so interesting as well, because to be able to channel some of these messages of, um, you know, people asking questions about why they're experiencing um, trust issues in this life or why they feel connected with this particular person and being able to describe kind of what those connections are. Oftentimes, what I found for myself and what I've seen for other people as well is that 
once you kind of are informed or reminded of what you experienced in a past life, you're better able to actually um, unblock and move forward from it because you can understand that that happened in the past and is not happening in your current reality. Um, And strangely, you're able to move through it or emotionally move through it. It's been really fascinating. Um, And so that kind of is the direction that I see Spiritum going in more. I'm still going to offer breathwork sessions um, for sure, but Akashic Records readings are definitely something that I'm going to move into more as well. Um, And I was definitely nervous to kind of let that offering out of the bag because to me, it's been super interesting, but I know that most people are like past lives. Like, who are you? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure that I'll discuss more about that in the future, but, um, I wanted to give a little bit of a teaser to kind of all of that stuff. And, a little bit about how I even got to this place about talking about past lives and feeling like that's fully, um, feeling like that's something that I'm super interested to explore. Um, I think also to speak on the future of this podcast, I'm hoping that this can be a place where um, with guests and through interviews, um, I'm able to really delve into a lot of weird shit and spirituality. I don't feel like, or I do feel like it's weird, but I think that, um, for anyone that loves to explore, loves to learn more about interesting topics through other people, um, I am hoping that this will be a place for that. Um, I'm also hoping to bring some people on that have healed either physical, um, or on their healing journeys with, um, physical ailments as well as healed different emotional patterns, whether it's, um, patterns in toxic relationships or bad financial patterns. Um, and then I'm also hoping to just have some, Um, really inspirational people that are living life in a way that is super aligned to them and maybe more untraditional um, with regard to, I don't know, the way that society deems success um, and see if we all can learn a bit from them as well. So I hope that any of that made sense. And I hope that um, you all follow along on this journey with me. Um, I'll be linking my website as well as my Instagram below. My website is spiritummeditation.com. 
And you can find me at Spiritum Meditation on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Clubhouse. I need to start doing more stuff on there too, but I love that platform. I think it's super cool. Um, And so stay posted, um, you know, on my Instagram and on my pages with regard to kind of what's coming out there. Um, But I'd love to have you give me a follow on there as well. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.